All right, here with uh, an artist, an experienced designer with uh, a lot more experience than me, and his name is Brendan. He works to innovate the events industry. He's got five kids, a great father, uh. lots of optimism. Take it away, Brandon. Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to try? This is my chance to freestyle. How, um, yeah, I, was little, you... I was just slow on the... <laughs> um, yeah, Brandon, uh, it's just been a delight to chat with you and, and hear about your philosophies, uh, you know, about innovating the events industry. And last time we chatted, we were talking about designing these user pathways in, in, in large events. Um, and I'm just really, to, I'm really interested to soak in some of your wisdom. You, you got, you've worked on a lot more projects than me and, uh, yeah, really excited to, to hear some stories from you. And I, I'd love to begin like, how would you describe your expertise within uh, within events and bringing people together? Wow, that's a, that's a <laughs> tough one. I don't even know. Uh, in your Permission people, to brag. <laughs> yeah, I guess I have a, a bit of expertise, but I try to feel like uh, uh, the more I know, the less I know when it comes to this world. Like I, yeah, um, it is what drew me to the world of events and experiences to begin with. I spent a lot of time at the like above the line agencies working at brand positioning and things like that. And it was all great, but at the end of the day, you might drive by like a billboard. And that's that was the that was all the work you did at the end of the where the idea of moving into a live experiences where it's like the your work manifests as something you can walk through and smell and see and hear and the new complexity that opened up to me as a as a as a professional problem solver, that was a a great a great challenge to to think about. So yeah, I felt like I'm going from 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 like checkers to chess when it comes to like strategy and experience design. So I guess yeah, how would I define my expertise? I feel like it it, it I get less and less expertise the more I do the work. The more I realize like wow, we like so complex. How, um, but yeah, I think my expertise in our field, you know, being a strategist within an agency is about getting people to at least agree to what are we doing together and what are we trying to accomplish and how can we do that in the way that's, you know, most beneficial for our clients and the attendees coming to their experiences. So a lot of that comes from starting on a, uh, at a place where you assume nothing, uh, in learning a lot about what we're trying to accomplish and what are the intentions of the people coming to the experience and doing everything we can to make the most of their time. Mm, mm. Yeah. 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 What I'm hearing is the bespoke nature of agency work and really um, using empathy to understand what, what the intention of this event is. Um, yeah. I'm really, I'm really, first of all, I love, <laughs> I love like how much life philosophy was in that. No, <laughs> it wasn't yeah. necessary to be in it. Yeah. Like assume yeah. nothing. And like, yeah. I don't, I, the more I know, the less I know, like that's been really resonating with me lately is just continually reminding myself that I know very little. Uh, and I know very little about 
like what's going on in other people's heads. And so it's so <laughs> important for me to, to ask those questions and get really explicit because mm. the, how the mind works is we're just always storytelling and we really favor certainty. So to stay in that sure. uncertainty, right? Yeah. So valuable. It's where the magic happens though, right? Like somewhere in that in, in between. Yeah. 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 Um, so I, I'd love to ask you, you've worked on a lot of projects. Was there a project that you worked on that was really exciting for you or really taught you a lot that you'd want to share? Yeah. Let's see. I would say the ones that have that have been most exciting for me maybe aren't the most like exciting from a case study or that you would put on a the front page of our website. I have worked yeah. on a lot of our big events. I have worked on Dreamforce, which is like yeah. 170,000 people. We'll design a big world and experience for them. I've worked on some of our largest events for IBM and Google, but some of my favorite ones have been like when we've got a client who's got a really what seems like intractable intractable problem or a thing that um, we're not sure what the solution is. And we start from a place of like utter chaos. And wow. I, I enjoy those kind of situations for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> so like one that, you know, when the pandemic hit being yeah. in the live events industry, it was a brutal as a, as someone who's somewhat, you know, empathetic by nature and in the events industry, like everyone else. And then we're, you know, business was rough for everyone. So having to, one as a leader within the agency, find ways to sell new kinds of work to clients who aren't buying our old work for a time, for the time, right? For the next couple of years, they're not going to be buying big events that we're building for them. So how can we take what we already have and mix it up in a different way in order to sell clients in something, a new value proposition based on existing parts, not investing in new things, but um, so that that was one of the big big challenges that I really took head on a couple you know last couple of years was how do we create new services and solutions that actually save people's jobs and keep us relevant within our clients' world. So my favorite project yeah. was one we called this um, we called it the Event Readiness Index, and so we knew we weren't selling um, events, but we had um, in the world was awash with data object you know a data that was coming from all different sources about the state of the world, state of the economy, state of health, state of COVID, state of you know infection rates and open and closed. And so there's all this outside data that everyone had access to. Um, so we knew we weren't going to differentiate ourselves just by giving our clients the same reports that they were seeing. But we also knew we had, we had um, strategists in 35 countries around the world, which was a unique asset that we had. And so what we did was we paired that like objective data with the ground truth of what it's like on the ground and built... Um, for 35 countries around the world, a monthly report that both took in all the outside data and synthesized that with pulse report of people on the ground, and then provided clients guidance on how they should be planning to get back into events, what sorts of events could be possible for them. And it allowed us to then begin to sell new sorts of service. So that that was like, wow, hey, maybe not at all what you were looking for. But yeah. I, that was the first one that came to mind as a, a really fun, a fun project, but also, you know, had a had a point to it as well. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, I'm just yeah. thinking, it, yeah, you created a whole new category of service being uh, this, this it's like almost event safety consultant, kind of like uh, 
yeah, date providing the client with data so that they can plan their events at the right time and whatnot. Yeah, um, it, it re yeah. It, you know, it changed the way they look at us a bit as well. Uh -huh. So it was like uh -huh. not just the events people, but these are like our strategic consultants around how to thoughtfully go back to market and get because they were they were chomping at the bit to get back, but also really scared about being the first ones or doing something wrong or putting people's health at. So there was a lot yeah. of, you know, no, good concern that they had about going back. But if we could help work them through that and provide them with the right guidance that they felt comfortable in doing the small things they could, helped us bring business back, bring events back uh, and keep people's jobs, which was yeah. my number one. Yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. Uh, what is What is an event you've attended or learned about that inspires you to innovate and think differently in your role? Oh man. I mean the the dream dreamforce still sticks out to me yeah. as a experience that is it's almost like when people talk about brands and someone says apple like feels like a very typical one uh -huh, to reference uh -huh. but for me that it's still one of the most the scale to which the the world building that they're doing within a b2b space and the um how thoughtful they they are around journey design and yeah. motivating people and celebrating their customers i think they've gone maybe the furthest to kind of take a lot of the things learned from the b2c world and begin to apply it in a b2b way that their competitors wow. are too scared to do. So a lot yeah. of the, um, they, they've been great and they are as clients, I can tell you, they're constantly open to sacrificing sa sacred cows. Like they're totally open to <laughs> taking things that worked and saying, let's do something new and better and different. So, wow. um, I would say what I've learned from that, you know, would be the general underlying approach or philosophy of like, they're, it, everyone wants to be dream force, but nobody wants to take the big risks and do invest in the wild things that they have over the, the course of the last, you know, 10 years or so. Um, so I'd say that. And then I think just like the, um, how much they lean on their, the gifts that their attendees bring to the experience. They really focus yeah. a lot of the effort on the individuals there, as opposed to like, of course they do the, the keynotes and they do the bait, but a lot of it is really turning it inside out and making yeah. it about the people there, which is, um, you know, lots of B2B events miss that. Mm, mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's just so much more community oriented. And one thing that I'm excited about and, and one thing that's shifted uh, in me as an event producer has been, seeing my events as not ends in themselves, but means to building community. And mm -hmm. so the product, the product becomes like a community and it's ongoing. And mm -hmm. the event is just a means to building that community and like reinforcing the culture and the loyalty within that community. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And Dreamforce seems to me like the perfect example of just like Very much. evangelists, right? Very much. <laughs> Who want to yeah. come speak for free? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they built that whole a whole world around it, and you know, been really smart about the ways in which you can build, you know, identity around Dreamforce and and wow. build status around Dreamforce, and there's a whole like yep. world onto itself around 
once you're engaged in it, there's people who are collecting certain editions of things and trying to achieve wow. certain. Yeah. So it's like a, a mini reality onto itself, which is pretty fascinating. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It just makes me think of, uh, the the gaming revolution with play mm. to earn and just yeah. I'm, I'm quite a skeptic of gamification because uh you know it doesn't uh it it harms uh intrinsic motivation mm. uh is what some of the motivation psychology research shows but i mean gets people doing what you want them to do uh, for the long term then i guess it works because <laughs> it's kind of what like a, a, a super stimulus like a super stimuli type thing is that what the motivation essentially uh when people are motivated extrinsically by like tokens or nfts or uh, money even like when you remove that external thing people uh will no longer do the thing mm. um so so it's really like it's just you know intrinsic motivation and and happiness and like community engagement uh it's it's better for community members to be intrinsically motivated instead of us having to like dangle a carrot for yeah. them to participate in the community and i mean mm. i'm sure both are definitely great but i i yes. just see this over hype with gamification for that reason because like shouldn't we be building communities that are just so nourishing that people don't need to like collect like NFT, just these, you know, external right. things to <laughs> right. participate things. in them. Like, <laughs> yeah, things. it's the, um, it reminds me of like, there's the, uh, off like the, the confusing of like having and being right. Like there's yeah. things you can have and there's things you can be. Just, that is so out. beautiful. Then you've that got is... a consumer, uh, consumer economy. That's what that is. Yeah. 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 And I was, talking about this last night and I was talking about how a lot of people consume experiences and what I'm interested in is creating these hyper participatory yeah. experiences and you know we were chatting about this earlier about like the whole the whole uh you know status quo of a conference is people sitting looking at the backs of each other's heads right and mm. like it's this audience and I'm interested in just making uh, events more, more aligned with our physiology, which is our physiology is, is, is designed to connect with one another, to connect through touch, through, to connect through eyes, mm -hmm. music impacts our physiology, movement, inter you know, impacts our physiology. So like there's this kind of, uh, there's this uh, incompatibility I find uh, just like sitting and watching and just being hyper visual versus engaging the entire body and especially yeah. connection. Yeah. I resonate with a lot of those things that you're, that you're saying if we were, um, you know, we're talking as a strategy team, a couple of us the other day, and we we're talking about like, what if like events, you thought about them as like mass re-embodiment things like this is where people come to get back into their bodies like wow. we're in today's day of like isolated like zoom heads talking at yeah. each other in, a, in a, some remote virtual universe it's like what if events were like focused just on the full like the embodiment experience of like being you in one place at one time in in a kind of community with other 
human yeah. beings. Like, and, and, uh, and so I think that that is one of the w- w- reasons why we're, you're seeing such like a massive uptick in immersive events and experiences, yeah. right? Like immersion used to be something only talked about as a virtual thing or something mediated by VR or by a screen. And now, you know, with the technology moving more and more into the world, there are all of these new experiences where people are actually instead of absorbing an immersive experience, they are immersing themselves in an immersive experience. And in that way that, you know, all the embodiment stuff comes, comes into play, which is pretty exciting. Yeah. yeah when you use that word immersion, I, I think of meow, meow wolf, and I'm mm-hmm. sure you've heard Good. of them. Uh, yeah. Great example. It's just such a different event experience. Uh, right. You know, it's, it's, it's explorative. It kind of reminds me of what you were saying, you know, everyone chooses their own journey. And it seems mm. to me, maybe Dreamforce has an element of that. Uh, yeah. And it's explorative. So yeah. 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 It's that balance. Like, uh, you know, the holding sand thing. I think that's like a good way to think about it. It's like you can, a certain level of structure is required to avoid pure chaos. You even look at Burning Man, which is considered chaos, but then you look at how these people all self-organize into this like beautiful structure on their own. So there is, there's a requirement of order for anything to be meaningful in a way, but overstructure and overordering yeah. kind of kills the life of it. So yeah, finding the balance is, uh, <sighs> that's the work. I'm definitely an advocate for like the, the guardrails to maximize the chance for people to have, uh, you, like for me, I'm, I'm interested in like liberating people from like self-consciousness and, and social norms. Like I want, I want people to connect in ways they've never connected. Right. I want them to hug for like 30 seconds, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other is like, uh, aliveness or exhilaration. Like the body is fully activated, energized, um, mm. and, uh, creating the structure, like, it's actually really hard to achieve, you know, dissolution of self-consciousness, just yeah. like as a single person at a mingler. Yes. Brendan, I want to, I want to ask you one final question and then perhaps you can uh, leave us with a quote because you've already, uh, you, this has been the most dense uh, life wisdom yeah. event podcast uh, I've done yet. But uh, speaking of designing events for connection, for human connection, and not just, you know, like these shallow small talk, but like deeper connection, what advice would you have for event producers? Yeah. Um, I would say, I, the first thing that came to mind was like embrace friction, embrace like the, st- the struggle of it. I feel like often, um, uh, you know, like thinking with my own team, we're a bunch of yeah. experienced designers and strategists. The mo- the best bonds we've had within teams are when they're, you know, people are thrown in over their head and they have to struggle and work through something together. Yeah. And in that there's a connection that happens if it's totally. in the right situation. And I think yeah. there's something like to the ease with which so much comes to us today that like uh and the the desire to like over design experiences so you know exactly what someone's going to do it every time maybe it's more about not over designing and allowing people to explore or find their way through together in experiences so I'd, you know maybe ah. something around you know spontaneity and uh and struggle being key yeah. yeah yeah what i'm what i'm imagining in that is 
like small groups of people having an experience together that involves effort. I think that's mm. the key word is effort. Yeah. When yeah. a group of people create something together, there's a term called the Ikea effect. We like our Ikea furniture more because uh, we built it. We put effort right. into right. it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I, and I, I think this is such an insight because a lot of events, participants are not applying effort. They're, they're consuming content, right? Uh, and so yeah. uh, how to engineer more of that shared effort into an event. Um, and I love, you know, struggle. Like a lot of people are like, oh, we got to avoid struggle entirely. But if we want to yeah. create these fulfilling social bonds, maybe, maybe a little bit of challenge and struggle. Yeah. Might be yeah. necessary. Few good things came easy, come easy. Right. So like, yeah, get a little, make them work for it a little bit. And people <laughs> appreciate that. I think in the right yeah. ways better make it worth it though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a, a nugget of wisdom for us, for our personal lives, maybe a philosophy, maybe a quote, maybe a saying mantra? Uh, the, the one that, so I was just telling you before we started recording that I just did a, a session for our, our global leadership team. One of the uh, quotes I had in there was from Anais uh, Nin, who is a, a French uh, writer and yeah, quite a wild woman back in the early 1900s. And the quote from her was, life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage, which I really, I enjoyed. Courage is something I talk about in every workshop I lead. And I, I show this graph and it's like popularity versus uh, number of people. Um, mm -hmm. And it's like, there's all these people in one place and then there's like a few courageous people who have designed these new experiences and they're just yeah. like they're much more popular than the rest yes. <laughs> yeah 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 oh brennan Love so it. so uh energized by this conversation and i can't wait to listen to it myself and uh thank you so much for generously uh distributing this wisdom to the world hey thanks for having me it's been great